Happy holiday, fam. It's your girl, Shanero the Mouthpiece. This is a bonus holiday episode of Ask a Black Woman. Um, I uh, deliberated whether or not I was going to do this, but then I just wrestled with it and I said, um, it absolutely needs to be done today. It is a holiday. You know what holiday it is. It is January 20th 2020 and this is in which we are celebrating the uh, commemorating the birthday uh, of one of the biggest civil rights leaders of our time the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So I say um, I wrestled because I saw a post about his mother Alberta King and the post said, you know, don't forget their savagery of how they assassin they assassinated her. And so um, the assumption by saying that was that, you know, uh, Miss Alberta King, the mother of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, was essentially assassinated. She was killed um, by perhaps white people. And I want to inform you guys because I saw this article being reshared. And when um, I did my own research, I found out something very interesting. So what I'm going to do is talk about um, the facts that I found on the Internet regarding Miss Alberta King. I went to the New York Times. They had a digitized um, version of the newspaper announcing her um, her uh, untimely or um, very tragic death, I should say, and the situation surrounding it. And then I also went to SplinterNews.com as well. And so um, this is how, you know, we don't keep it alive. Then her assassination um would be lost to history and i must admit i knew nothing um, about her um they don't talk about her now you will hear about coretta scott king but you don't hear much about miss alberta king in mainstream news and so what we do know as a culture as black people is that black mothers and their sons there is such a special bond that they hold. And from what I learned about Miss Alberta King, um, it was very much so with her son. Um, she, um, let's just, just skip on down. Um, she is known for being um, very soft-spoken. Um, she kept mostly to herself and her, her community. Um, they, Reverend L.V. Booth, um, had, has been reported to say at her funeral that the woman, in quote, sounded no trumpets to call attention to her greatness. And one of the only public statements that appears that she's made was at her son's acceptance of the Nobel Peace Prize, for which she recalled telling him to steal himself for a lifetime of disappointment after he was passed over in favor of a white kid during a high school debate. And she said it was a comment that she later regretted. She went on to say, black mothers, we make our sons less. I want you guys to marinate on that. The great Alberta King um, humbly made that statement on how we could potentially um 
undercut the greatness of our sons. So if you are a mother, particularly a black mother listening to this podcast, uh, that's a self-reflection for yourself. In what ways might you be um, making your son less by inflecting your potential pains and hurts that you've experienced personally or if you do see mistreatment of him um albeit if it is racist in nature um how it hurts you that it happens but then um you put your hurt that extra layer on top of it which could have him uh, setting himself up for failure so to speak but that's not the reason of this podcast. We're going to go on and talk about the life of Miss Alberta King. Okay. And um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. He would describe his mother's presence as being behind the scene, um, setting forth motherly cares, um, filling in that gap that his life would definitely be different if she had not been the the formidable presence that she had been. Um, She uh, has been quoted to have said things such as, um, why should we be spared from a difficult time? She's she she taught her children not to bemoan their circumstances. I mean, this is a woman who was born in 1903. So she knows like we think we know we have a different kind of element of struggle here in 2020. But in 1903, what was it like being a black woman? I'm glad you guys uh, asked. I can hear, hear your mind tinkling. So she was born to the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Georgia. Um, She was raised by a mother who was deeply involved in church affairs. Um, And so the entire King family, as as you may know, um, is uh, a family, a church family for many generations going back to Alberta King's time. Okay, deeply committed to their faith. Okay, and knew their uh, fair share of difficult times. Okay, so Alberta left um, Atlanta, left her church family twice in her life. She um, left once for college and then um, later on she would leave to work quietly for her son, Martin Luther King. Okay, Um, she actually attended a seminary high school and she acquired her teaching certificate from H.U. Hampton University in Virginia after that, okay? She returned to Atlanta in 1924 and immediately announced that she was engaged to a young pastor, then Michael King. Uh, And so once she was married, the two set up on Auburn Avenue. And at that time, Auburn Avenue was a thriving community for black businesses and churches prior to the civil rights era so long before the 50s and the 60s we talking about in the 20s and 30s they this is a thriving community and that's where um the young alberta and the young pastor michael king um would begin their life together um however unfortunately the local school board's regulations stated that married women get this y'all couldn't teach so she turned her considerable talents back into the church so just thinking about what it was like being a woman at that time and what we were groomed to be and um what she accepted as 
you know, in her way, accepted that this is what she would do. And she used her, her, her talents as a fantastic musician. And she remained committed to her community and she coordinated the church's first choir. Um, she was also very active in numerous civic and religious organizations, the YWCA, the Women's International Peace and Justice, and also the Na- National Baptist um, uh, Association, the Women's Ministry for that organization. Um, but um, she is definitely where, you know, thinking about the women that uh the woman that martin luther king jr were going to marry you can definitely see he had a formidable woman and his mom so it was no weak link there um so let's just fast forward i'm not here to like read something straight from the page and to give you that i really believe you should go look her up but there's not a whole lot of film or anything out there i couldn't find anything you're gonna have to like actually read this so let's just fast forward uh we know that um martin luther king jr is um assassinated in 1968 okay and then um they you know somehow you know they get through that whole ordeal the whole tragic assassination of her son and her husband actually remained um a pastor um, there at Ebenezer and uh, she continued to hold, hold her various committee roles and um, at the church until she semi-retired in 1972. Now in 1974 she was 69 years old and she was going to preside over the Women's Day observance at Ebenezer. Now, that particular morning, she had attended two meetings and they um, I've seen in various accounts that she was just uber excited to play this new organ that had been installed. OK, um, the climate in which surrounding her, her, her assassination um, was that summer. Um, it was pretty tense there. Um, uh, just um, the week prior to her death, the police had shot a black man for violating parole and the city had erupted in violence. Um, uh, So it was a lot of tension going on in Atlanta at the time. And, uh, but Alberta King was, you know, still with her hand to the plow and still serving the Lord as she had been committed to her entire life. Um, so what happened was, uh, she had opened up, um, the service, the congregation with, um, preparing with the Lord's prayer. She was playing that and somewhere in the middle of it, um, uh, the assailant, the gunman, um, by the name of Marcus Wayne Chenault, uh, jumped up and he began to yell, you must stop this i'm taking over and he began to run rapid fire for like the next two minutes or so and hit various people two it would be miss alberta king and another person that would die from the bullets and one would survive um it so um that just want to let you know that the assailant mr marcus wayne chenault was a black man Look it up. 
he was a black man and he was apparently uh, he was young and mentally ill okay um he uh, his lawyer lawyers would actually plead insanity and he actually told the police that he considered black pastors a threat to black people and that Christians were his enemy. Yeah. When they went, later went to his apartment, they found a hit list that included a number of black pastors as well as Aretha Franklin. Miss Alberta King would die in the hospital shortly after that shooting. Chanel would go on to say that the intended bullets really were not for her, but for her husband, who was preaching that day. Uh, the assassin was tried, convicted, and sentenced to death in the span of just a few weeks. And later on appeal, he actually received a life sentence, um, in part because the King's family has strong uh, feelings about the death penalty. So um, I just wanted to stop by and, you know, give, you know, share about the woman who birthed the man, right, that we celebrate this holiday. And I just wonder if there's more that can be dug up with that. I don't, um, I plan to uh, hopefully sometime this year, I would like to make it to Georgia. Uh, after all, my sister lives there, but um, I have been to um, the area and to the memorials um, in in Georgia, um, and I don't recall seeing that much about Miss Alberta King at all. I've been in Ebenezer um, Baptist Church, and um, so down in that basement, and um, I just now that if I go back, I would be on a hunt to find more about her in that city and if I do of course I'll let you guys know what I find um, but I think that speaks to the legacy of black women black women and how it's so easy to um, be uh, the victims of erasure in history and it's just real, very quote-unquote peculiar that we don't hear much about Miss Alberta King at all, regardless of the accounts of people who knew her to be soft-spoken. I really believe that there definitely should be more honor of this matriarch on this holiday. Um, and as I think about my own mom, I'm going to dedicate this episode as I close out to my mother, Deirdre Diane McLaurin, who... Um, it was January 20th, 2019. So just a year ago today, my family and I commemorated her, her life um, in a memorial service in my hometown, Chicago. Um, and so now that, and I know people did it, but I never did it myself. But I think as I go on in life, um, to find the space within myself that on my birthday, making sure, even if I feel like it's it's a little late for that, but to give honor to my mom um, on my birthday. And so let's honor moms on our birthday. Let's make that like an intention. And we're going to honor Miss Alberta King on this day. 
So I say to Miss Alberta King, I say to my mother who died December 20th, 2018. We commemorated her life on January 20th, um, 2019, and she would have um, been 56 years old on February 20th, 2019. So a lot had happened on the 20th, December 20th, January 20th, and February 20th. So nothing is a coincidence. I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, and amen.